check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action in football. We'll uh, look ahead slightly to the under-20s and the minors who get their uh, campaigns on the way on the 20s. One game under their belt already later on in the show. But um, to look ahead to Sunday's action as Cavan head west for round three, the postponed game that was due to be played in round three against Sligo in the Allianz Division 4 League. Uh, Mickey Graham's side heading over to Markovic Park Sunday. Throw-in is at 2pm. We'll hear from Mickey Graham a little bit later on, but I'm delighted to be joined by my co-commentator on Shannonside Northern Sound, Mickey Brennan, to look ahead to the action. And I suppose, Mickey, it is a case that Sligo could be the wounded animal after losing out to Tipperary, down in Tipperary, last Saturday evening. Um, this is going to be a big, big test for Mickey Graham's side. Really well, you hit the nail on the head there. A wounded animal, um, you know. Sligo had maximum points going into that game. Tipperary had lost two games, and you know, looked like a depleted team this year. And maybe Sligo took them a bit for granted, um, but Tipperary put them to the sword. And you know, Sligo are going to have to if they've got aspirations of getting promoted. They're going to come out all guns blazing against Big Graham's side on Sunday. Yeah, you'd imagine so. It, I, I I seen um, McEntee putting or some of his quotes from the Irish News earlier in the week, and he said that um, teams are very even, except for Cavan, who are the standout team in the division. Do you think he's trying to drum up and 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 inflate the ego of the Cavan boys? Yeah, it's a bit of both. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, we've said it already that Cavan are the big boys in uh, Division 4. You know, there's a big fish in the small pond and they will, every team will, will gauge their season in the league by how they performed against Cavan. And, you know, he is right in saying that they are the big boys in the division, but he is also trying to play a bit of mind game and, as you said, maybe inflate their egos and maybe get them to take their eye off the ball a little bit um, for Sunday's game. The Sligo need a victory. A loss against Cavan basically puts them out of the um, promotion hunt because that would be two losses and you'll get to make interview later on he, do, he does think that two losses in a row can knock you out of the um, running for promotion yeah I suppose mathematically it it isn't absolutely detrimental because they no. still have London and Leitrim to play who even with two losses they can inflict a second and a third loss in terms of London and Leitrim um, on, on their opponent it, what they're then hoping is that Cavan would beat a Tipperary and they still have a chance of promotion with two losses under their belt um, so I think McIntyre was making the point in the Irish News that while defeat isn't the end of it 
it means that you've got to win your last three games then if you lose out to Cavan this weekend. So it's it's a massive one. On on the reverse of that, I was reading where Ryan McMenamin, again, talking to the Irish News, was saying, every game, uh, your odds on favourite. People expect you to be winning every game by 10 or 12 points. You'd like to do that, but it's unrealistic. Teams seem to raise their game 10 or 20% any time they're playing Cavan. Um, is it unrealistic for Cavan to be to be wanting to win the game or expecting to win some games by 10 points in this division? Well, well you're after hitting the nail on the head. Wanting and expecting, you know. So everybody wants to win their games by 10 points. And some games you're expected to win by 10 points. But the realistic part about it is that at this time of the year, like, weather conditions are leveller. And, you, like... What you see is, is that teams will have purple patches and we've seen it with all the Calvin games so far and teams will exploit that and whatever. And the fact that the, the, the weather can control the, the way a game goes as well means that maybe you get nervy parts of the game. But in fairness to Calvin, they've finished strongly in all of the games and they've seen them out. They've got the wins. And I said it to you the other day, like their, their winning average is nearly five points a game. And that's, that's pretty good. Yes, you would like to see them maybe winning by 10, 12, 14. But as the league progresses and the weather gets better, I would expect Cavan to start winning by larger uh, margins and getting close to championships as well. You know, they should be becoming more refined and they should be fine-tuned as well and get towards the end of the league in preparation for championships. So maybe at the start of the league, February, March, the weather is so unpredictable, while you want to be winning by 10 or 12 points, realistically, it's probably not just going to happen every time. Is this weekend, if you take a guide of the form, take Carlo and Wexford as, as straight-line guides, we beat Wexford by a couple of points more than, than Sligo beat them, but Sligo absolutely hammered Carlo, who Cavan only beat by four points. So is this one of the games where the expectation isn't that Cavan win by 10 points? Well, it's funny because you love using those types of analogies. I remember at the start of the year when Calvin hammered Tyrone, um, you then made the point that <laughs> they're now better than Dublin because Tyrone bet Dublin and we hammered Tyrone. Um, you love to use kind of analogies. Well, they bet them by two, so we must beat them by four and all this kind of crap. Look, it, every game is different and I think the... Uh, the overall factor this weekend is getting the win. You know, it doesn't matter how we get it this weekend. This is a crucial, crucial match. Four games played after this, and everybody on a, a, an even keel having played four games in the division, and Calvin can be sitting there with four wins from four. And if they win by a point or if they win by ten points, I don't care. This is one of those games where the performance is not to worry about. It, it, it is one of those games where the results all that matter. Yeah, I, I, I suppose that's, it's a strange way because, geez, all we ever hear is that the performance is the most important thing, um, you know, and, and the result will take care of itself. It is a, a reversal of that. I suppose you're right in this occasion. Yeah. This is one for me, and, and by the way, I don't think I did state that we're now better than Dublin. It, it might <laughs> just be 100% accurate that, but I, this is one for me that Sligo... A win, a one-point win is enough for me on this one. I, I I, wanted a big win against Carlo because I, I, I had that expectation. I would want a big win against Waterford, um, you know, but 
this isn't one of those ones. I think Sligo are a good side. I think they've been well organised. They have obviously Niall Murphy, who's their top scorer, and a really classy forward. One of the, one of the, if not the best forward in this division now. I would say Grode McKieran is the best forward in this division by by quite some distance. But I'm looking forward to seeing Niall Murphy. They have um, Tui, who got the goal last weekend against um, yeah. against Tipperary. They have uh, Sigerson winner in Nathan Mullen. Another lad that was on the panel was Conan Marin. Um, so with with NUIG, so they have a lot of quality. Even though they're missing Red Oak Murphy, who would be a, a, a huge player for them, um, but there's there's a lot of quality in this Lego side. So I I don't see this being an easy ride for Cav, and I think that this in Markovic Park, and we heard. Um, uh, Tony McEntee mentioning after the Sligo hammered Carlo about you know making Markovic a, a, a fortress, making sure that this was a place that teams came and they understood that they weren't going to get anything easy, that they were going to have to fight for every inch. And this sort of talk, I think, will have Sligo really up for it. And I think the defeat last week to Tipperary is going to make them double down on that and really kind of emphasise we've got to go and win this game we've got to get back on winning ways so I think Cavan are in for one hell of a tremendous battle this Sunday yeah no they are and you know, just bringing it back to what Max D said like you know not know what every manager says we want to make our home ground a fortress and you know make sure that anybody who gets out of our home ground um, uh, with a result that they've had to work for them whatever that's a bit cliche like every county wants to do that and make their own um, uh, ground a, 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 a fortress or whatever and again you know bringing it back to their players Niall Murphy like the last day against the Brary he was well marked he scored three points two of them from play and one for free mm-hmm. so I think in sub Niall Murphy you go a long way to stopping um, uh, Sligo but they do have other really good forwards like from the forward line the last day Alan Wright got two points from play Pat Hughes got two points from play as well so from the full forward line out of 1-8 they, uh, sorry, out of one nine, they scored seven points. But then, obviously, Luke Towie from uh, centre forward got a goal and a point as well. So, one eight of their one nine came from four players uh, alone. So, they do have players that can trouble Cavan. But if Cavan get the right matchups and if they can keep Niall Murphy quiet on the day, that'll go a long way. But like you are right, they're going to make it very difficult. Not only when you take into what the Count McAtee said about making Markovich Park a fortress, they, they're, I do think that their promotion hopes will will will, um, will will be gauged on this game. It will hang on this game. If they lose to Calvin, I don't see Sligo getting promoted. So it is going to be a battle, and that's why I also said that it's not about performance this week. It's about the results. And yes, we always say that, you know, that the performance is good enough that the results will follow. But this is one of them games that we come out of Markovich Park with a one or two point win. Great. Looking at the weather, you know, if if, if the weather over the last few days has to go by, you know, we might get a bit of a dry spell. We might get a bit of sun. I think that would play into Cavan's hands. Just out of curiosity, if you think Sligo lose to Cavan, who were... were, were, were maybe jumping the gun a wee bit, but who gets promoted along with Cavan if Sligo aren't a team? Yeah, well, you know, like, there is a chase in pack, but I just think that, um, like, 
London, obviously, and Sligo will have to meet, and then that will become a massive, massive game. London have had a great start. Obviously, lost the last day out to Wexford in Ryslip, and maybe they're slowing down a bit. But could Tipperary maybe get a bit of form after that win mm. against Sligo and push on? You know, um, but again, Tipperary have to visit uh, uh, Carmen, and that, that again could uh, be the difference between them getting promoted and not. But look, I. I, I I just think that Calvin could knock the wind out of the Sligo sails. If they're two losses in a row for Sligo can be really, like that mentally that can be really difficult to come back. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think you could be right if Tipperary could get a bit of momentum. The thing is that they've dropped three points already um, with, a, yeah. with a draw and a loss to, uh, to their name along with the, the victory over Sligo. So um, then they still have to come to Calvin. If they lose to Cavan, then I think that, that that probably puts Sligo back in the driving seat for promotion because the expectation would be that Cavan would beat London and then it becomes the London-Sligo game, which is in Markovic Park. That's why I think I think Sligo can still, if they can bounce back, if they can just dust off the, the Tipperary and the Cavan defeats, I, I think that they may just get back into the promotion hunt, um, even though they, they may lose to Cavan this weekend. Um, look, let's hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham. He spoke with Sean McCaffrey from Northern Sound Radio a little bit earlier on in the week. Yeah, Sean, it's good. It's five games in five weeks now, so um, the games are going and ticking fast and coming very quickly as well, so, you know, uh, don't have much time to clear up many knocks if you pick them up. <laughs> each game as you go so uh, the depth in the squad now is vitally important over the next four weeks It's a thing maybe that's often mentioned when, when you'd be talking to, to players in particular and even management and that as well yes the, the, the panel will be well tested but getting that I suppose of just nearly preparing from one game to the next training more or less I would have thought during the week is sorting out little niggles and just focusing on, on things from the prior game and looking forward yeah, look, I suppose um, after each game you have to try and analyse where you can improve and look for improvements in your own game and then obviously focus on the opposition a small bit and try and um, get, a, get a wee bit of an edge on them. So, you know, the, the week does be short enough as it is without having to put all that into it as well. But I suppose, you know, the main thing is to try and get players uh, to get each game week by week and as I said, any nigg niggles or knocks that you pick up to try and get them cleared up as pos as much as possible and I suppose, you know, with the games coming ticking fast, it's all, playing a, it's all about trying to get a bit of consistency in your play as well. It is round four technically, I know this was the round three game, this will be the fourth outing for you how, how have you found the division division four in particular has it been as competitive as you would have thought because I have to be honest the pressure was always on Calvin that they, they would drop and down in there but they were expected to be the ones to be coming back out again you were in control of that destiny at the moment but how, how have you found the competition? Yeah, look, the games have been very competitive and the thing about league football is when 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 the league starts, uh, a lot of teams still are finding their feet. They're not sure of where they're at and, you know, it takes a couple of games for them to really get to know, you know, up to the pace of the game. But then also weather and heavy pitches this time of year kind of levels the playing field as well and brings the teams a lot closer and that has been evident in all the games and all the, the, the divisions so far that the score has been quite low. So, Hopefully over the next few weeks with the weather getting better and the pitch is getting better, you'll see a bit of better quality football, hopefully, as well. 
the mindset for, for being in that division, Michael, as well, would it be slightly different if you're in a 3-2-0-1? I suppose you're, you're looking to retain a status. You're looking maybe to top your division and then you're looking not to be relegated. Division 4, there's really only one thing that you can look forward to and that's try to get the promotion. Yeah, that's it. And that's, you know, the goal of every team in Division 4 is to try and get up to Division 3. And, you know, at the start of the year, that's what we would have set out to do, that our goal was to try and get promoted again. And with the condensed season now too, you know, you're not waiting until the end of May maybe to get out your first out in the Championship. But the Championship, we're out in the 23rd of April. So basically, two, three weeks after our last league game, we're out against Antrim in the first round of the Championship. So the, the games are coming ticking fast, as I said, and it's about trying to build momentum and a bit of consistency in our play. And with the, with the condensed season, that's allowing us hopefully to do that. The consistency and fairness is there. As I noted, you're, you're unbeaten, sitting at the top of the table, game in hand, which is important. Sligo are in the similar position. Now, they did lose last week. I suppose maybe that has, has varied the table ever so slightly. London and Sligo both lose, and which, as I say, it leaves your destiny in your hands at the moment. Yeah, look, it's, 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 it's as you say, it's in our own hands at this moment in time, you know, um, we know that we, we face a couple of big games in the next uh, three to four weeks and all teams will be fighting for their lives now to try and get up that table. Um, you know, Sligo were going well going into that game last week against Tipperary, suffered a defeat, so they'll be looking for a response this weekend. And over in Markovich Park, there's nothing easy, So, but, you know, we'll be hoping to go over there and, you know, work on a few things that we need to improve on. Um, you know, we wouldn't have been happy with our second-half performance the last day. And again, we'll be looking to improve on that, but we're under no illusion that, you know, Sligo know that it's a big game for them to keep their promotion hopes alive and they'll be throwing everything at us, I've no doubt. Yeah, I've heard you talking of your own experiences as a player being over in Marchevich Park, not an easy place to go to at the best of times. No, it's not. As I said, um, any time you go over there, you, you know what you're in for and it's no different now. Um, you know, they have they've a good record over there at home, so as I said, they'll be a wee bit disappointed with the result last week and be looking to correct that. And we just have to make sure that we're in the right frame of mind mentally and physically when, when we go over there because it's going to be a real ding-dong battle and it's going to be a really close encounter, I expect. And, and just finally, it, it's a division that can has thrown up surprises and will continue to throw up surprises. I suppose London, firstly, maybe was catching everybody by surprise with the start that they had and could still have a big, big say towards the end of this league. Sligo, as you noted, losing to Tipperary, a Tipperary team that looked at hadn't found their form in the division. So even for yourselves, I'm sure you're prepared to know that there could be still still a kick in this league before you see it out. Yeah, without a doubt, Sean. And as I said to you just beforehand there, um, you know, with the time of year and the weather and the pitches, it levels the playing field and a lot of teams are still finding their feet. And as you know, as the league goes on, teams will start to find form. Some teams will lose form and teams will lose key players through injuries. So, you know, there's a lot of variables there that can alter the course of any game. So we're under, as I said, we're under no illusion how, how, how quickly things can turn. You know, even though we find ourselves at the top of the league, two defeats and could put you out of, uh, out of contention straight away. So we just need to be on our game and be really focused now for the next four weeks. Just how is your own injury concerns? Any major big issues are that going into the weekend? Yeah, you look, we still have a few injuries from, from last week. Obviously, we had still Gillian Clark and Jason McLaughlin was still out and obviously um, Gary Smith is injured as well. So we have a few key players. Hopefully now they recover in time, but we'll just have to monitor them and give them every chance before the weekend arrives.
Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So Mickey, um, he, he, Mickey Graham was speaking there, uh, talking about looking for the improvements in each game and, you know, Obviously, areas that there there are areas for improvement, consistency in your play. We haven't just seen that for an entire sixty minutes. In fact, we probably we've we've seen it for maybe forty in total at at any period in the opening three games so far. So, Cavan will be looking to build that and will have to be more consistent in their in their in game performance to get the win this weekend. And, and you know, I suppose that's that's the beauty about the league is that you get the seventh game and then you're leading into your championship. So it is all about fine tuning it game on game and improving game on game. And you know, I think like we we saw last week, nearly the the perfect first half, one wide in that first half, eleven scores, eleven points on the board, and some beautiful, beautiful play against the wind. I think you know. There, there, there's a mentality there as well that, oh, we'll go out the second half with the wind and maybe, and we scored 11 points against the wind and, you know, um, we're ahead at half time. that things will just happen. So I presume mm. that, that that's something that Mickey Graham will work on is, you know, the mentality end of things for the second half where, you know, we, we keep going. You know, and we put we put our foot on their throat and, and we put them to the sword. Now, it's definitely going to have to be a 70-minute performance against Sligo. There's no doubt about that. And if they get a 70-minute performance against Sligo, you could see them winning by a large margin. You know, but will Sligo allow that to happen? It's going to be an interesting, really interesting game to see where both teams are at the midway point of the league. The other thing that he mentioned there was about the the injuries and Cavan are obviously without Thomas Galligan after the red card he picked up against Carlo, um, possibly missing Jason McLaughlin, Killian Clark, Jerry Smith that that he mentioned there in the interview. They're four big big names for Cavan to be without. Um, you know, have have Cavan the the depth in the panel to do without the Thomas Galligans and and the four the four lads that are potentially missing. Last week, I suppose Evan Finnegan came in in place of Jason McLaughlin and did well. Conor Miner came in and Conor Miner did what Conor Miner does. Um, you know, and, and they're two able replacements. Michael Argue starts in the middle of the field. Um, so, you know, that would be somebody that could win in place of Thomas Gallagher in the middle of the field um, with James Smith. And then you're looking at Jerry Smith at wing forward, dropping back. I do think that we've, you know, we saw the sub bench last week multitude of players that could come in into that forward line that could play a similar role as well to what Jerry Smith or did. Like, you know, you could even put Luke Fortune in there um, and have him dropping back where Jerry Smith did. Um, like, while, while we have great replacements to come in, what it does 
and maybe the strength and depth wouldn't be there as much. But look, I think we should have to wait and see when we get there on Sunday to see what the team is that names. But I do think that we, we have built up a really strong panel over the last couple of years. And like for like replacements are there, maybe subs coming off the bench, that might be a little bit different. You know, will we have strength and depth in, in the defensive end of the field? Because we saw last week that the subs bench was maybe top heavy with forward. Um so it'll be just interesting to see what way Mickey Graham rotates that squad. Because mm, you you have the situation that I, I think I understand that Luke Fortune wasn't fit to start last week. So hopefully with a bit of game time and an extra week under his belt, he should be fit to come in or, yeah. or, or, or be an option. If Jerry Smith, as you say, isn't fit to start as the wing forward, drop him back in there, Luke Fortune should be a, a straight replacement. Thomas Galligan, who lined out a full forward, you'd imagine Connor Madden is pretty much a, a strong option or a good replacement. Or Cuevin O'Reilly to come into that full forward yeah. line and Paddy Lynch goes back in at full forward instead of the corner forward position he was playing when Thomas Galligan was in around the square. So I suppose there are options. As you say, it it, it probably brings it back down again. Cuevin O'Reilly, I think, looked good last week. I think he could be in line for a start this coming weekend. I think he deserve one. Um you know, we, I don't think it'd be any great surprise. And Connor Madden, likewise, like his ball for Grodin McKernan for that mark when Cavan really needed it um, after a goal and a point by Carlo showed that, that, that Connor Madden is looking like he's in good form. So um, it'll be just interesting to see now the, the, the players that come in to fill the spaces because the lads that are injured, who's coming up from the extended panel, the lads who are working hard in the background, trying to make their, their place onto the team, who comes in onto the, the panel from that? Are we due to see a Connor Brady back from injury? Is that coming around now? It'd be great to see him him back in after a, a super campaign with Gown in the Championship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's the thing. Is that's what we're saying about the extended panel and seeing what makes way Mickey Graham rotates the panel. You know, and, and also, you know, Stephen O'Reilly mentioned it in his interview last week with you about the multitude of players that are not getting on and they're not making the, the uh, match day panel of 26 and, and the work that they're putting in. So it'll be interesting to see if the lads, number one, make it back from injury um, to make it back into the panel and if they don't, who will be brought in? Uh, as replacement onto that 26. Um, and that will give us a, a kind of a, a, an indication going forward how, how strong the panel is if we were to take more injuries before the end of the league. And remember, we're getting into squeaky bum uh, territory here because players, we're getting to the end of the league and players are going to be wanting to make an impression when they do get um, a bit of game time because it's a quick turnaround into the championship this year. So, you know, mm. you will see over the next three weeks that the team will become more settled. Lads come will want to get back from injury quicker. They're going to, go to get up, they're going to want to get up to game pace before the end of the league so that they are in contention for a championship start phase um, when, the, when the Ulster championship kicks off. Yeah, you're 100% right because... The, the league final, I think, is fixed for the 2nd of April. That's providing that there's no additional playoff or no additional yeah. um, games to be played with due to postponements through the weather. Um, 
which then leaves two free weekends until you play Antrim. That's it. So you don't get a huge amount of chances. I'd imagine league final, one challenge match, free weekend um, in terms of games, and you're into the Antrim game. So you don't get a massive run-in of games between now and the first round of Ulster against Antrim. And that's something that lads will be aware of. And also that the medical team will be aiming guys towards the, the likes of, I don't know, is it Ushian Pearson coming back in? I think April was the, the time frame that he was mentioned to be coming back in. As I mentioned, Connor Matt or Connor Brady as well. Um, so there, there's definitely lads like that. Hopefully Martin Riley is available this weekend um, as well. A, a name that we forgot to mention didn't play last weekend, who was a, a huge, huge loss. So it's all starting to tighten up a wee bit for the boys that are that are on the panel. Um, and time wise, they'll they'll be all chomping at the bit to get back in um, onto Mickey Graham's. Um, I suppose into Mickey Graham's mind and make a make a, a stab for the championship places. You'd have been there in the past a lot, Mickey. You know, as you got closer, it was a very different scenario back when, when you were probably playing because there was huge gaps between league and championship. So you'd you'd be this far out usually from a championship game, but there wouldn't be league games coming. You'd, your league would pretty much be over by this stage usually. I was just I was just going to say that the league would be over in April, and you had maybe an eight week, or sometimes even a ten week wait until championship. So they were it was nearly like two different squads. You you could literally have a, a brilliant league and then go into a bit of hard training before championship, and then do a couple of challenge matches, and the pace of the game was completely different and different fellas would make their way into the panel that maybe didn't feature in the league and all that. You can't do that now. You know, you don't have time to impress the manager between the league and the championship. You literally have two weeks or three weeks, whatever it is, between the end of the league and the start of the championship. So if you're not in the, the mind of the manager at the end of the league now, you're you're not going to be in the mind of the manager on the start of the championship. And, you know, that's why the league is going to be the end of the league you'll see a much more settled team and you'll see players that will definitely, if they're getting game time towards the end of the league, they're definitely going to be getting game time from the championship. And, you know, it's so funny when, when you mentioned that, like going back to when I was playing a little bit, like, you know, the end of April and or the middle of April, your league is over and all of a sudden, championship, middle of June or maybe even the end of June and you're not even making the match day squad, or the lads not even made, making the match day squad who were there full time throughout the uh, league. So, yeah, it's a completely different scenario now. And again, for the strength and conditioning coaches and the medical team to be aware of, which I'm sure they are, that while players are all going to be wanting to get game time between now and the end of the league, managing their game time as well would annoy to the championship. You don't want them gassed. Or um, overworked mm. on international. Yep. Very much so. Very much so. Um, okay, so best of luck to the last throw in is at 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon in Markovic Park in Sligo. If you can't make it over the road, you can listen to it live on Northern Sound with myself and Mickey Brennan on commentary. Um, just to bring people up to date. Cavan on the 20s last Friday night played Monaghan in Clahan in the Monaghan Centre of Excellence, lost out by two points. Um, narrow defeat there. T- this evening, 
um, in Kingspan Brefty. We take on Westmead. Throw in for that game is at 8 p.m. So if you want to head in and watch that, you it's uh, it's it's full attendance allowed. There's no more restrictions on those. And then the miners get their league campaign underway tomorrow afternoon. Throw in for that game against Sligo, which is in Corla. Um, in West Cavan is at 12 noon so head on over to that Shawnee Smith and Co their first outing in the league so um, best of luck to those um, taking part in those two games over the weekend so one last thing I want to bring our, our listeners attention to we have our diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan we have the ladies uh, podcast there where Aideen Coyle joined me and I was joined by the uh, ladies captain Laura Fitzpatrick um, as they face into a massive game this weekend they're taking on um, Tyrone in what will turn out to be a, a relegation playoff or the loser of that will go into the relegation playoffs we also spoke about the motion that Galway have brought to national uh, LGFA Congress which is taking place tomorrow um, just mirroring the motion that was brought to the GA Congress which is a fast track of the amalgamation of the three associations the LGFA, the Camogie Association and the GAA so spoke with Laura Fitzpatrick on that over in Die Hards. we also look back on the Cavan Carlo game we heard from Quivian O'Reilly and Mickey Graham, myself and Mickey Brennan looking back over that game and if you haven't already heard the Cavan Lives podcast this week. It's David Story, who's from West Cavan, but he's a professor um, or lecturer in geography over in um, the UK. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I think it's uh, Worcestershire. Is it Worcestershire? Worcestershire? Yeah, Worcestershire. No, Worcestershire. It's like the stuff. Exactly, so exactly. So, yeah, very interesting uh, podcast listening to him. And the previous week was um, Cavan Native and the owner of the Boar's Head. I'm sure a lot of people know of him, but Hugh Horrigan, he's got some brilliant stories there in that podcast as well. So two great Cavan Lives podcasts. So you can subscribe to that over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. So again, thanks, Mickey. Chat to you later. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, there's a Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap. And Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah!